0: Welcome, everybody, to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we bring you cutting edge conversation while exploring the quantum possibilities. And I am so interested to talk with our guest tonight. You guys are just going to love her energy. It's beautiful. Before we get started, I want to thank you, as always. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for the super chats. We really appreciate you joining us weekly, and we are so close to ten thousand followers, subscribers. If you could, like, nudge, you know, your coworkers or your family or your friends, and say, "Hey, sign up over here." And of course, if they like us, but what's not to like? I mean, we've got really cool stuff going on here. And I'd also like to invite you to join us for the mastermind connection on Sunday. We get together with an Wow. Just an incomparable group of people. They are so full of love and so connected in the quantum realm. And together, we do a meditation that has beautiful imagery and feeling of the way that we choose for things to be. And very often... It has come about in people's lives, personal healings, animal healings, and then other things like um, the fire in California for a specific uh, member. The the fire near her was actually put out within 24 hours. So if this sounds really interesting to you, we'd love for you to join us. You can send an email to themastermindconnection at gmail.com. You'll get a quick link on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Come and join us. Bring us bring your coffee or whatever it is that you like to drink. And uh, on the second hour, we have a great conversation. So without any more ado, Augie, please tell us about our lovely guests.
1: Yes, yes, this is going to be so much fun. And I, I tell you, this is a testimony to persistence. I have been trying for a year to get uh, Jasmine Heen from Australia to come and be a guest on my And finally, we are here because she is the second most busiest woman in the world, not being number one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Yes, here we are. And this is going to be so good. And uh, for those of you out there that like to surf the internet at the same time you're listening, I'm going to give you her website so you can go and look. There's some really interesting stuff on there. And that is jasmuhin.com or jasmuheen.podia.com. Either one will work. So jasmuheen.com, you can try that one, that will get you wherever you want to be. Let me say just a few things about her. And she is an ambassador for peace, and she has traveled constantly since 1994 and put on lectures, seminars, workshops, and accomplished many, many things for the betterment of mankind. She presented her work to the United Nations in 2013. She is an author and a spiritual teacher and has helped millions to connect more to the divine source. And most incredible, since 1993, she has had no need for physical food, just lived on prana. And in this higher state of consciousness, that's where these miracles happen. So, uh, and we definitely want to hear about that. So uh, first also, um, if you hear, if you like to hear tonight, this super chat is also open and please subscribe. We would love you for it. And first, welcome to the show, Jasmine.
0: Welcome,
2: it's so exciting. So wonderful to finally be here. I'm a big believer that things are meant to be. They do line up. (laughs) And, yes, it took a year, but here we are. So nice to meet you, Nori, and also you, Aggie, and all of your audience as well. Thank
0: you. It's so lovely to have you. And um, I always like to inquire about the person so the audience can kind of get to know you. Um, Did you... Have any inklings when you were younger, when you were maybe a child that your life was going to take this trajectory, or how did this come about for you? What was the first sign that you were not going to live you know the white picket fence and two point five mm-hmm. children or whatever that is, or maybe you did but but right now, it seems to me the work that you are doing is just so phenomenal and so right on time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look, you know, where do you begin? When you look at the fact that a human body is a system of energy, and energy cannot be created, it cannot be destroyed, but it does change form. Then you look at the idea of, well, that fits in with the reincarnation model. And then you look in a a linear track of history, which I've done through 50 plus years of meditation. It's like, From this viewpoint, you think, wow, I was interested way back then and then and then. And I actually remember having a life in India where I went into this state of not taking physical food or fluid and being very healthy and strong, but no idea that it would lead to this, but always curious because my parents were freedom fighters in Norway and they came to Australia after the war. And they were very interested in things like global affairs. Every Sunday, we had huge discussions. But I also had this thing with my mother where I was always pushing away meat. Whenever she fed me meat, it was like Bleh. And it wasn't the meat, it was the frequency of how it had been slaughtered that I was objecting to. So right from then, they were like, you should be grateful. There are many children in the world who don't have physical food. And I was like, what? What? What's going on? Why aren't kids all being fed? You know, my little childish mind had all these questions. And I think when you look at it from a bigger picture, um, questions that we have that can bring information solutions that are beneficial for humankind's evolution, they get answered. And so... By the time I was about 12, 13, I took control over my diet and I said to my mom, I'm going vegetarian. I'm going to eat what feels right for me. If I get sick, you can interfere. If I don't get sick, leave me alone. And they liked that. Fair enough. And I started to experiment and I just found I was mentally clearer. I was better at school, at study. I had more energy when I kept to a lighter diet. And so that sort of taught me a lot about lean food, raw food, all of that. And then by the time I was about 15, 16, I started yoga, started meditation. It was like this beautiful benevolence in creation just said, she's a hungry one. She's hungry emotionally. She's hungry mentally. She wants to know why can't the resources of the world be redistributed to make every man, woman, and child a comfortable life, and, and why isn't that a top priority? Why is the production of pharmaceuticals and weapons of war, etc., a top priority? Why aren't these things taken care of? And so, like everyone, you have a question. Maybe it is beneficial for human evolution. You get the support, the information comes, but I could never. Ever have imagined that by the time I was in my thirties that I would click into this way of being and then go global because I'm very shy. I'd rather be behind the scenes than out in front of, you know, the camera. Oh. Well, you're, you're not event, behind the scenes.
0: Go ahead, Nori. What event happened that made that? That day, the, the the transition day for you, how did you, yes,
2: spent, um, you know, because I started meditating at 16 and I'd locked into the work of an Indian guru and it worked for me. And I stayed with that for about 20 odd years, but there came a point where I'd applied everything he had said and my life was great, but I felt like we were complete in our sharing And it was almost like I was being vibrationally moved into another mattress. And through, through synchronicity, I found myself in the ascended master matrix. Somebody had sent me tapes that were channeled by a guy called Eric Klein. And, and when I heard them, I just melted. I went, Oh, you know, the information was just right for me. And so in 1993, I was given, or the end of 92, I was given this opportunity to go through a spiritual initiation that I thought would up level me into a more ascended state. And so I did it. But the byproduct of that initiation was that I lost all my physical hunger. And it was kind of unexpected. But yet during the initiation, I found myself in a field of light with different beings from different dimensions who were almost like working on my body to recalibrate me in some way and listening to them because I've always had strong visionary capacity and I've always been quite strong, naturally telepathically wired. Um, We all are you know, everybody is clairvoyant, everybody's clairsentient, everybody has this ability, but we just often spend too much time out rather than in silence and focusing on that part of ourselves that can deliver these gifts. So for me, the whole thing was very unexpected. And, you know, dealing with that with your community is so interesting because people start noticing that you're never taking physical food. And then you get the backlash of that. you crazy blah 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 and I stopped talking about it and I was just very quiet in my own practice until one day Saint Germain just manifested in my bedroom and it was like just like me down Scotty and over a period of time other ones like Babaji and others did too and Babaji one of the things he said to me was my ashrams in Germany are ready for this and St. Germain said, you know, we want you to go on the global stage and share your experiences with this. And I just said, no, no way. I'm not taking on the media. I'm not. Because they described the job quite clearly. And I just said, no, no, no. Not. And then he said to me, OK, we respect that. One question is what you're doing real? Is it true for you? And I said, yes, I have no doubt. I've been living it. I'm absolutely confident. And he said, okay. Second, could you morally live with yourself knowing you can do this and every second second a child is dying of hunger-related diseases? What do you say? Okay, I will do it okay but you guys have got to work with me I can't do this alone and for seven years they worked with me um energetically beaming in all around the world wherever I was and I felt this huge presence almost protecting me but at the same time not because we got a lot of punchbacks we had a lot of negative media which you can see and um but I know And I've seen that if something is beneficial for human evolution, it's going to be supported just as we've been now for three decades as our research continues.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. do you ever miss like a piece of cheesecake? (laughs) Do you ever crave anything or is it just all you don't crave food anymore? Well,
2: no, I don't crave physical food at all but I'm also realized in my journey after I'd been doing this for about 14 years I had some experiences with my grandchildren like my grandkids are adults coming into being adults now but when both of my granddaughter and grandson were staying with me as a nan and I had to feed them because that's the deal I remember once my granddaughter, she was 18 months old and and she was having mango and I was just having a cup of tea. And she picked up a piece of mango and she just shoved it in my mouth and said, Nana, mango, yippee. She couldn't understand why I wasn't taking it. And it was like, honey, that's your breakfast. I'm fine with my tea. And then the same thing happened a few years later with my grandson, the exact same thing. And it was like, I stopped and I said, there's a message here for me. And when I stopped, I heard spirits say, Jazz, you can be just as addicted to taking physical food as you can be to not taking physical food. This is a journey of joy. This is a journey of you've gained this freedom now. Share with yourself and others that you need to construct a way of being with this in a way that works for you and your family and socially, because you can go too deep into the whole thing where you vibrate out of connectivity, you could say. And it was important that we share with the network that every person has to go into this and live it to the degree they have the freedom, but then create a way of being with it that's socially, works for them and family because there are many people who are married there are many people who are raising children so sometimes people will have physical food at Christmas other times they'll have one meal once a month because we've noticed in our network the kids will say we miss you not eating with us anymore to parents and so parents then will come and say okay well how about we just have Sunday dinner and the parents will have a light bit of soup and they'll make it a soup night because your physical body can't take too much anyway and if you do take stuff for me I might have if it's mango season I might have a taste (laughs) of mango you know because there's a joy in this as well but the main thing that we share with people is this must be a journey of freedom It must be a journey of love. It must be a journey of joy. It can't be a journey of denial. It can't be a journey of pushing yourself so hard because you want to be the first person in your country that does this, which is what I've seen over the last 30 years. It must be a journey of joyously accepting this as a gift of freedom by allowing your own pure essence nature to dominate your life. Because when your true authentic essence nature rises and dominates your life, not only do you have um, no physical hunger eventually, but you have no emotional hunger. You have no mental hunger. You have no spiritual hunger. You are free. And you find yourself walking through earth but living in a different version of earth in your version of earth you always meet the right people at the right time you're always witnessing synchronicity you live a life of great grace and freedom and that's what i'm interested Mm. you know
1: yeah Yeah. and uh, i know that you're not the only one that's doing this you there are, I think you said, over 200,000 people that has actually done your programs and how to go about this. And I, I want to get to also how people can go about doing this. But I know there is several other people that I know, Nori and I had uh, Elitom El-Amin on as a guest about, oh, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And then mm-hmm. we have Hira, Hira Ratan Malik, he is a sun gazer. And he says that he takes, a, every so often, he takes a small glass of buttermilk so yeah. that his stomach and his system can be still operating, otherwise it will go away. So <laughs> you, you 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 drink water and um, for safety reasons, you also take
2: salts or is there anything that you need to take? No. Um, Firstly, um, as I think we had a little chat before the show, and what we were saying was that in 1993, it was like experimentation of three different methods was launched on the global stage. One was me beginning to travel in 93, 94, here at Ratan Manik, the solar gazer, started to go out into the West and talk about solar gaze. Um, We were talking about the methodology that I was using at the time, which has changed a lot. And also then there was someone like Prahlad Yani, who wasn't eating or drinking for 80 years before he dropped his physical body and left. But what we're looking for is consistent methodology. And so the consciousness of the planet in 90s, early 90s, was very different to what it is today. And what we want is a slow, natural, safe, organic, duplicatable process is what we've been working at with and experimenting with. The problem with solar gazing, even though I do it, I think solar gazing is a really beneficial practice and I love to just take that energy through the eyes at sunrise and sunset as well. But solar gazing has a problem if you're in the land of no sun, like Norway for a while or the Arctic, and you can't get that dose. And that's what Hira said when he was traveling. If he wasn't getting enough sunlight, if he couldn't do his practice, he would supplement his diet sometimes with different things. And a lot of people have found that. The Bigu masters, the Qigong masters in China say, I can do bigo, which is not taking physical food when I'm in the mountains where mother nature chi is strong. But if I go into a city, I can't maintain it because the frequency is too strong. Our methodology these days is working with not mother nature chi, not solar chi, but essence chi. And essence chi is a vibrational frequency that but flows like wind through a tunnel through the atoms of our body because we have ninety nine point nine 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 percent space in an atom but it's not space there's a frequency spectrum there and that frequency spectrum is source energy so we have like for me to eat I like to explain it as if I'm waves of essence energy flowing through the atoms like wind through a tunnel. It's always there. It's always flowing. And remember, the baseline of this energy is love, pure, pure love. And that pure love carries light and the light carries sacred geometric patterning, which are the building blocks for creation. Now, if you're dealing with the primordial vibration of love that brought universes into being and it's flowing through us all the time, surely it can deliver breakfast, lunch and dinner. We don't need supplements. We don't need to get salt. We don't need to take vitamin C. And that's interesting because most people, if they don't take vitamin C, they can end up with scurvy apparently. But for us, we just are having this wash through. I always see it like a bath. You know, you can hear about source feeding and it's like going into a bathroom, you see a bath, which is possibility. And you might go, nah, mm, not for me, crazy people. I love my physical food, which probably 99.999% of the planet feel like. then you get a percentage goes, let's do my research, let's honour my intelligence and let's look at this bath. I'm going to go deeper into it. You might get to a point where you actually step into the bath through different processes, what Hira talked about with solar gazing, what Ella Tom shared and others. But you stand in the bath and you're only up to the energy of the water up to your knees. You can't be fed like that. You have to be deeply immersed. You have to lie down. And immerse yourself in the frequency that has the power and the ability to eliminate all your hungers. So you have to flip from being an ego dominated system, beta brain frequency, into a theta brain frequency system where your essence, the true boss of the body, can dominate your life. Because when it rises, when it strengthens, when it dominates your existence, it has so, so many. Now, what gifts will come depends on your blueprint. For me, I'm part of a a contingence of people. We have about half a million now in training for a slow organic transition, safe. We have about 220,000 people who have attained this freedom and know it's a truth for them by living it. And now they're making adjustments to how deep do they want to go? Do they want to have... A meal once a month with family of something very light that's easy for their system? Do they want to go to the next level for them because it's their program where they never take physical food or fluid at all? Does that mean they're going to have to do what Prahlad Yani did and live high in the Himalayas where the energy supports that? Or, you know, are they going to meditate in a cave and have their frequency? change the field around them from that meditative state? Or are they going to get out in the world, be part of the world, live in cities, hold the frequency and demonstrate it by being able to hold that pure love energy so they're not absorbing energy, but they're radiating energy instead. And nowhere is a problem. Nothing's a problem. If you rely on Mother Nature Chi and you're in a city, it can be a problem. You're not getting fed the way you need. So you gotta pump up, you've got to pump up the volume of that which has the ability to take away all your hunger.
0: Right. That sounds like a place where I think everybody wants to be. I mean, what what a beautiful Existence and life, and I keep imagining this.
2: I can see I know i've I have my extraterrestrial contacts. I always have I've been in a world where there is harmony. I know what life's like to live in unity. when I came to this planet, coming in as a child, I thought, what you guys aren't living in harmony, you're not living in peace, you're not telepathic, you're not connected, the children aren't your number one priority. What is this place? You know, I couldn't understand that I was living in a world of fragmentation because that's the duality matrix. Now, the duality matrix is brilliant because it gives us wisdom and it gives us virtues, but we don't have to stay there. There is other versions of Earth that we can vibrate ourselves into and anchor in. So we literally are living in that version of what we call heaven on Earth, and it's available to everyone. Once we understand how to fine-tune ourselves as a system of energy into a different way of being, which begins with our dreaming and our imagining and our following our heart's call.
1: Mm. So yeah, now, when I was on your website, I see there's a lot of courses there that will lead them to, uh, going mm. through these courses, lead them to where you are now, wouldn't it?
2: Yes, we have. I'm, I am actually leaving this world in just a few years. I'm dropping my body, not because I'm not healthy, but I have another assignment. I have another contract to go on to. And so we are busy now creating a legacy where we can share all our research and everything we're doing so people can tap into that in the future if it interests them. And one of the courses we did is on lifestyle because what we've determined is everything's about your keynote, your frequency, and how you spend your time determines your frequency, which determines what the unified field will deliver to your door. So we control time by how we spend time. So lifestyle is crucial. So we've noticed we've had 20 odd years now of darkroom technology. And darkroom technology is where we take people from all over the world and we put them into absolute darkness for nine days, nine nights. They do a digital detox. We don't give them physical food. They just have water and maybe some juices. And we live a very particular lifestyle. And then we measure all their health readings before from aura scans and, and Kirillin photography and so much more and you analysis before and after, and everyone's readings are much, much better. They come out so much stronger, so much fitter, physically, emotionally, mentally, and etherically as well. So we've been doing that with thousands of people. So lifestyle is key. How we live our life depends on what zone we can anchor into and where we're actually, what version of Earth we're going to live in and what gifts our essence can give us. So then we have the source feeding course itself as well, which has a lot of data in it. And we really say to people about three months, all our courses we want you to take slowly because it's a vibrational shifting, not just through lifestyle, but the meditation practices and coding. Like to me, I've learned that people are either pre-encoded to demonstrate physically being source fed this life or they're not. We're not interested in the curious, we're interested in the pre-encoded. That means before you descended, you agreed to be part of the seed sowing by physically experiencing it yourself, gaining the freedom yourself. So there's hundreds and thousands around the world, not just one or two. And different methodology can be trialed and brought in. So the pre-encoded are wonderful. We can easily determine them through kinesiology or basic breath tests that we teach in the course. Because if you're pre encoded and you made a commitment to deliver this gift to humanity this life while you are on earth receiving gifts as well, then if you're pre encoded, you'll get all the support you need. And the methodology I apply for me may be very different to what you imply, apply from listening to your inner guidance. Because the best teacher is the one that's giving you life and breathing you. You have this infinite wisdom and intelligence always accessible when we withdraw from the duality matrix, sit back, open and listen.
1: Mm, yes. I see now that we are at the bottom of the hour. So for those of you that joined us late, we are um, talking with Jeff Moheen from Australia. He's a spiritual teacher and author and many more things. And he has not. She's explaining how and why she has had no need for physical food for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So this is getting deep. I want to ask you, um, you talk about the ascension process. Mm -hmm. Is that something that um, I have? discussion with people here locally and they say yeah uh, if you gotta die to ascend i don't want to do it you know so there's so many different ideas and misconceptions and screwed up thinking on that what is your vision of what an ascension process could be
2: okay we're just up leveling i call it up leveling up-leveling, up-leveling, discovering more about the magnificence of the human design and what we're capable of when we're ready. You know, some people are just deep in survival. Some people are just dreaming of a successful marriage or they're struggling to raise teenagers or maybe they've got addiction realities happening or illnesses that are confronting them. Everyone's experience of life on earth is very, very different. Other people may have mastered all that. I was lucky. I chose a family where I wasn't wounded as a child. I had a lot of family love and support and intelligent discussion with a father who said to me, don't be limited by gender. You can do anything you want to do. But I got my wounds later in the world when I was talking about things like, is there life in other star systems? Because most 13-year-olds don't think about that, but I did. And friends would say, oh, why can't you talk about boys and clothes? And it's like, well, oh, because they don't interest me, but is there life in other star systems it does. So we go through life and we, we get our little human wounds, you could say, or challenges, But it's like there's a part of us that's always there that no matter what we achieve, it just says, There's more. Mm -hmm. Now you've locked in a good relationship. Now you've locked in health. Now you've locked in the money game. Now you've locked in this. There's more. There's more. There's more. Do you want to know who you really are? And then with magic and synchronicity, you meet maybe a yoga teacher and they say, Why don't you do yoga? And in yoga, maybe you're exposed to meditation, and then maybe you're exposed to the reality of lightening up your diet. You play, and you feel better and better, and all the time, your frequency is changing, like peeling away the layers of an onion until you can get to your core nature. And that core nature is what I call the true beloved. And when your core nature rises and floods you with its love, you just, it's impossible to angry, you know. Mm. And when that core nature, that true beloved energy uh, dominates your life, everything just changes. And no matter what people say and what realities they're in, you know the reality you prefer to be within. And that is where essence is the system and essence is running your life. And and you can be in this planet in a very, very different way. And, and that's a huge gift. My interest when I was young was show me the truth of all the teachings of all the holy messengers have already walked this earth. When Jesus yeah. said all you have to do is ask and receive, and everything i've done you can do and more i was seven and i said i am asking show me make this my truth and then studying buddha and studying the upanishads and the vedas and reading the quran and everything to find what's the commonality what's the truth and it comes back to love it comes back to being anchored in that frequency of your own true already enlightened nature That's essential, to drop back into anchoring in an already enlightened aspect of yourself that is so wise and so loving and so knowing and so caring and so benevolent that it always brings you everything you need exactly when you need it, always Mm. has, always will. And it's wisdom because there's so much fake news How do you believe anything anymore? You don't. You just simply anchor yourself in silence, in meditation. You ask your questions and you ask for the higher insights to come. You connect directly with those who've been before. You go directly to Jesus. You go directly to Buddha. You go directly to the holy ones. And very humbly, you ask for direct instruction and understanding and experience of the truth of all that they were sharing then you up-level, because now you're getting wisdom direct. Forget the churches, forget everything else, forget those that put themselves between you and direct wisdom and pollute it with their own interpretation. The amount of people who say, Jasmine, you're crazy, you can't do this, you're a fraud. So, okay, well, you know, that's a reality for you. It's not my reality. You know, my reality is we can be free. We can live in a world that's deep in unity consciousness. We can live in a world where there is harmony. We can live in a world where there's nothing but respect for other people's fields of research. Like I'm like you. I spend three hours every day studying other people's fields of research, whether it's Nassim Harameen or Bruce Lipton or Dispenza or the millions of others who are experts in their field They've been doing it for 30 years because I can read a book and watch a podcast and go, right, got it, thank you. I don't have to spend the time. So here we are with 30 years of source-feeding research with courses people can do. Take advantage if it calls you. If it doesn't, let it go. It's not part of your blueprint.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Now this There's is the-
2: finished. Yeah, go ahead and read.
0: Okay. Um, There's been a little bit of talk in the the chat room about people who have died from potassium imbalances or anorexia, and there's a whole different energetic difference between Mm -hmm. what you do and then the energy of anorexia, right? I mean, and even if we chose to do what you do, which I think is amazing... It's not something you can wrench in, right? It's an energetic flow that you have to meet. Is, is that correct?
2: You have to put yourself in the energy that can eliminate hunger. And like the first thing I encountered when I was doing TV shows all through Europe was the audience would be filled with parents and anorexic girls. And there was so much hate coming towards me by saying, you're promoting anorexia. But anorexia is about lack of self-love. This journey is about total love of true self. There's a huge difference. Also, too, as I said to people, you cannot go and climb. Like every week, seven people die trying to climb the Himalayas to Mount Everest. And they die because of accidents or things they couldn't have foreseen or they weren't trained enough. There was a girl in Austria and she watched the beautiful movie in the beginning There Was Light that a journalist, Peter Stralberg, put together, interviewing lots of people, including myself. She watched the movie. She went home. She stopped eating. She died. What? That is not common sense. Common sense is I watch a movie. That's a field of possibility. I am going to do deep research. I'm going to be honoring my body. I'm going to honor my intelligence. I'm going to go step by step and and use the testing methods provided. Like one of the first things we teach people is, what is your current physical body prana percentage? Okay, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is how deep are you in that bath? are you fully submerged? Because if you're fully submerged in essence energy, where your essence dominates, then your prana percentage, maybe 95, 98%, as mine was when I did this initiation after 20 odd years of meditation. So for me, it was an easy flip. But if your prana percentage is 40%, and you stop taking physical food, you're in 60%. Fasting mode, which long term will create huge damage and anorexia. And you'll be walking around looking like a skeleton. Like one of the things we learn is that when you're really connected with this, you don't lose weight. Sometimes you put weight on. Why? Because you're being fed in a different way. Like I know people who they don't eat much, but they're in love. That love just seems to make them fatter and fatter. And this is the same. This is a frequency of the purest love. It makes you eyes shiny. It makes you light up. It makes you strong. It makes you, um, like for me, when I started, instead of doing one hour of yoga, I could do three hours of yoga. You don't get weaker. You get strong. You don't waste away and look anorexia. You can code your weight. Like, what if you surrendered your weight and you asked your pure essence nature that is vibing through you to make you the perfect weight it wants you to be? Not your idea, because your mind says, if I don't take physical food, I'm going to lose weight. Well, that's a limited paradigm. That's based on fasting. We are not fasting. So one of the first things is an absolute surrender of the bio system back to the boss and the boss is the energy that breathes us. The boss of the human system is not monkey mind, it's not emotional body, it's not physical body, they're like servants to the king and queen that is giving us life. So you've got to flip the order. A human being who's anorexia, anorexic has emotional wounds, has mental wounds, and then they flow into physical wounding of the body. You would never offer this to someone who is imbalanced in any way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you don't look anorexic to me.
2: So. Wow.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh just a little while ago I told the letter in Tucson that you were gonna be on here and that you had no need for food in mm-hmm. thirty years. And she said, Oh, that would really help the food bill, wouldn't it? And yeah. you know we joke about these things, but in the middle of the joke, there's some real serious stuff yeah. here because what could this do for people that cannot afford food in other yeah. countries?
2: Yes, that's what you, i, I what it's about is you change the consciousness of the ones who are running systems of control. Like if you want to eliminate poverty, you've got to bring in dignified solutions and holistic education. Like the World Bank has found that if they give a woman in India $300 and she buys a sewing machine, she could be free from poverty because now she's got machinery that she can free herself. We know when we educate women, the population will go down generally because they make different choices. So we need to educate regarding other levels, regarding a more holistic distribution of resources. You cannot go into a third world country and say, hey, you guys are starving. Let's have some spiritual constructs and be fed by prana. You give them food. You redistribute resources for freedom and then, but you start in the West, although we work everywhere. We've worked with the UN, we've worked with political systems, we've worked with governments, we've worked on grassroots levels, because this is a massive re-educational program that if you allow essence, your pure nature to rise and dominate your system, all poverty and greed and misogyny and inequity will disappear because you will naturally become benevolent and compassionate, naturally. So when you merge human consciousness back with the source of true food which is their essence nature and it guides you rather than politicians or you know what you see on social media but when you're getting real wisdom from deep within you to create a life that brings you into freedom. And you're a living example because you're love in motion, you're peace in action. You are able to love all sentient life because you realize that all sentient life is just your own pure essence being choosing to vibrate in a different form. How can you judge another then? All you can do is... Yep.
1: Absolutely. And uh, now you also speak of uh, the great reset of time. I know the people at Davos and the city of London, they have their idea of their reset. Mm -hmm. But there's another reset happening, isn't it? And that Mm -hmm. is the spiritual and the mental and the educational reset of people like us. Yes.
2: You know, it was interesting, Aki, because, as you know, I've written about nearly nearly written 45 books and they're in 20 languages. And for a long time, I was told by spirit, don't look at what other people's research is. Just stay very focused on my own experiential research and share that. But then the last few years, it's been all about, look at what people are doing. Look what's going on. And when you look and you listen to the visionaries and the telepaths and the channels and you look at astrology and you have a look, we have entered into an unstoppable rising of, a, of the final golden age on Earth. We are ascending. Gaia is ascending. Our universe is ascending. It's expanding. There's- much happening on a universal level and we are in the field of science that fascinates me the most and that's the field of matrix mechanics. Matrix Mm -hmm. mechanics is the merging of membranes. It begins with us. Are we able to merge our physical, emotional, mental systems back into their pure essence nature so the essence is the boss of the whole system? That's ascension. And then, what about the global game? What's Gaia doing? Well, she's shaking off everything that's not matching her new harmonic. And Gaia, when you sit and you meditate and you go in and you talk to the Gaia consciousness and you simply say, I want to live in harmony upon you. Teach me how. Show me what you need as you're going through this journey. And I love it because imagine you're walking through Gaia field and you're taking. You're a giver, you're not a taker, so as you walk on Gaia's field through the earth plane, you are transmitting something that is nourishing her upliftment. You're not taking resources, you're not cutting down rainforests, you're not killing animals, you don't need 23 billion cattle on the planet to feed a population of 8 billion, You're not contributing to global warming. You're not using pharmaceuticals. You've turned your back on weapons of war. War doesn't even become an option in your reality. It's off the table. Like right now in the Middle East, there's 5,000 women who have come together for peace, who have found solutions for permanent peace in the Middle East, but the men won't talk to them. The first resolution they passed was war is not an option. Yeah. War is not an option, violence is not an option. So how many people are we bringing together now when you look at research, the understanding we create our own reality and that is be careful of what you give your mental energy to. The number one is what are you feeding yourself mentally? Are you feeding yourself mentally food that perpetuates fear and separation or are you feeding yourself mentally with food that creates unification respect and honor and a good next phase of evolution of society or are you playing the same old same old game of patriarchal controls and you know money games the power games all of that what do you want to play what do you want to feed yourself with what are you nourishing yourself with mentally because what we nourish ourselves with mentally triggers emotions And those emotions have a huge impact on physical health. We know that. So research, research, align yourself with paradigms that unify, align yourself with paradigms that take us out of the game of fear and separation and isolation and suicide and loneliness and support each other with great intellectual food support each other with great emotional food, support each other with great physical food. And right now, our world is really ready for vegan. It's not ready for source feeding, but it is ready for vegan. And even that would have a huge impact on global warming and resources and everything. Mm. And we vote with our dollar. Yeah,
1: Mm. absolutely. Now, you also talk about uh, a triple level ascension program, Mm -hmm. and I know this process that we are going through now, ascending to higher consciousness, will everybody go that direction, do you think, or will there be a few, I hope there will be a few people left behind, because I can think of a few that I don't want to associate with up there.
2: You know, one of the you guys like a quantum base and I do, too. I, my training was in the Highlight Science with the Arcturian system. So I am running a simultaneous life in Arcturus at the same time. And we can go into simultaneous life expressions if we wanted to. But let's keep it simple. So my training in the Highlight Science is in Matrix Mechanics, which is the merging of worlds, merging of different aspects of ourselves. Gaia has been contracted, almost like a a daughter of the Divine Mother, cosmic beingness, to be on Earth for a certain time, infuse Earth for a set experiment. She's now moving. She's up-leveling. She's going into another dimensional expression. The holy ones say to me, there are a million versions of us and a million versions of Earth, and they're changing all the time because what we're focusing on, we're drawing it out as a holographic construct from the unified field. But they said in 2012, things changed. Humans made a choice in their heart that they were ready to live differently. And the consequence of that is we aligned ourselves into five dominant streams of energy or what they see as five versions of Earth. The first version is all that heavy stuff, deep fear control, duality matrix, left brain dominant, beta brain frequency dominant world, war poverty, everything we can see when we switch on the news and go to that narrative. The next version of Earth, more people are in. There's about 95% of people living in version two. That means only 5% are in version one. But the problem is 95% of global media focus on the 5% of what's wrong with the world rather than what's right with the world. So most yeah. people are going, I don't want to look at that stuff anymore. I am anchored here. I'm going to go into, you know, just making me be the best version of of me I can be, loving family, sharing differently. So version two is a lot more alpha brain frequency, a lot more synchronicity in life. People are cleaning up their act. They're saying, I just want to operate on earth in a way that's for the highest good of me and the highest good of everyone I meet. I wanna connect essence to essence in my communication so that everything we share is for the highest good of all. I wanna walk in harmony with Gaia. I wanna work with the world's resources in a way that are good for this world. Commitments we make in our heart of hearts. So then we have version three of Earth. Now version three of Earth, people are totally unhooked from the duality matrix. They're listening to their inner guidance. They know what they were born to do and they're getting on with it with joy and grace and synchronicity and they say, hook me up with other people in networks that are deep in unity consciousness. Show me evidence of unity consciousness within myself and with everyone that I meet. Just bring me an up-leveling of all my networks, up-level my relationships up-level my business connections, up-level all my networks so that we can operate more as a unified, whole, more cohesive. Version 4 of Earth is interesting because that is where people's uh, energy patterns are hooking in with the bigger puzzles. So I'm an expert in one field, sort of someone else is an expert in theirs and everything is magnetically being attracted together to lock in, to present a total up-leveling of political systems, economic systems, education systems, health systems, everything's up-leveled. End result, everything's vibing for the highest good of all sentient life on that version. Version five is Fabulous. Version 5 is inner earth civilization, risen, walking among us, interstellar civilization walking among us, our ET friends, the light beings, the angelics, everything revealed and we have finally gone into an interstellar, intergalactic system of recognition. And it's a different version. It's Buddha's pure land. It's Jesus, heaven on earth. It's a completely different version of earth. Now, the question is, where are we stabilizing? It's up to us. Yeah. Now, you notice, source feeding naturally happens along the way because when you are tapping more into the essence energy that is part of us, you just naturally lighten up. You naturally lighten up your diet. You naturally lighten up your lifestyle. You naturally lighten up. You just feel like... Or more grace, more synchronicity. Ooh, I like this version of Earth. Now, how do I stay here? At the moment, we vibe between them all. You switch on local media and it's like, look at the floor and what's going on and what can I do? One thing to do, you just imagine you are holding Earth in your arms and you just go into your heart. And you just let the purest love flow from your heart and you imagine it going into this hologram of earth and you go, earth and our people, people of earth, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you as a divine being. I am in form, I love you. You've got this, you've got this, you can do this. And you nourish every version of earth with the greatest love because love is the first. Fertilizing Frequency for Complete Transformation.
1: I see we're down to about the fourth, four last minutes of the show. But we
2: haven't had questions. Yeah,
1: well, first of all, I want you also to, ex- you have many different classes where people can start, and they're so reasonably priced, anybody can do it. So yeah. talk about how would someone start out on the path that you went in order to get where you are
2: well I don't think they should I think they should honor their own uniqueness (laughs) because we all have different gifts and I know that when we just drop back into pure nature like I love the code allow me to experience the truth of who I really am I'm open to experience the magnificence of this human design. Let me experience the gifts that Earth has to give me. Let me experience a very joyous delivery of all the gifts I am here to deliver this world. It's this deep, pure-hearted prayer. That's enough to even say, if being source-fed physically, is part of is, is something for me to do this life if I've agreed to do this then I ask to lock into this with joy and ease and grace in the right way and the right time for me I am willing I am ready yeah and that, prayer. Mm-hmm. That real, pure-hearted connect commitment starts to recalibrate everything around you to vibe you into the channel where you will find your way through this. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't absorb other people's research. <laughs> so yeah. we do have our source, the Alchemy of Source Feeding course, but we also have the Alchemy or the the um, Alchemy of Health and Healing. Because a lot of people are checking out now. And one of the things we need to understand is, have you completed your blueprint? Is it time to go? Or are you going to be here for a lot longer as well? Because people can be diagnosed with a terminal illness. It's not the time to go. They will master it. They'll overcome it. They'll teach others that methodology. And then we have, of course, our contact course. I love our contact course because... There are so many intelligent, loving beings that are interconnecting with many of us now on Earth that are intergalactic family and kin. And they provide wonderful support for us in this upleveling time because we are also going through a universal ascension program, which has never happened before. Planets have ascended, but never has a planet ascended and stimulated a universal ascension program as well. So all of these things, I think people just need go into our website, jasmaheen.com, have a look at online courses and just see what feels right for you, if any.
1: And also your books, uh, mention some about that.
2: Yeah, well, uh, the same thing on our Podia platform, which you can access through the jasmaheen.site. We have so many books. They have a package of books Um, that people can download. There's about eight that are dedicated to source feeding. And it's it's history. It covers us from 1993 and the first book we wrote about this right through to our current work. Like what shocked me was when COVID began and I was walking the beach and I couldn't travel anymore, I ended up connecting in with a group of 70 beings from different star systems who had ascended their Earth-type worlds through using source energy. And they gave me a very different perspective on how you can vitalize your system by pumping up the volume of essence to the degree that you lose all hungers and you vibrate individually and collectively like the Mayans did into an ascended state. So source energy, like when source energy dominates our system, the gifts that Um, are incredible, but what gifts are going to come to you? Well a lot of it depends on your blueprint. Why are you on earth this time again? You know how many people know they have elected to be on earth at this particular time for very particular reasons and some of it is just to be so anchored in the energy of peace, so anchored in the energy of love, that your beingness does the doing and you're no longer doing anything at all because the essence beingness you are is up leveling at all. Words create separation. You know, I can give you my methodology on intellectual and then everyone is comparing it. Is that right with my belief system? How does that work? And what about this? And What about, and it's like, forget the words. Just let's go back into anchoring being at one with the purest love that's giving us life, a love that holds so much wisdom and so much power and so much benevolence, let it do what needs to be done as we walk through this world silently. Yep. I'm the one for silent transmissioning. And I'm
1: sure that that's what your classes are all about, to take them from step one and bring them all the way up to they are filled with the prana and can do some of those things.
2: Yes, if they're ready and if they're interested. Yeah. You know, the world is filled with wonderful people offering so much wonderful stuff. But yeah. we just trust if anyone's aligned to our pattern of energy, they'll find it and they'll take what, what, what feels right for them.
0: Yes. Augie, do you want to ask Jasmaheen your famous question? Oh,
1: yes, yes. I uh, Oh, this is a good one. If you could talk to the whole world and the world is listening, what would you tell them now?
2: Well, I think self-knowledge is key. Knowledge of true self. You know, really, like the very first day that I sat down to meditate, my whole body exploded with light. And not just light, but Heaps of waves of love just rose within me and I went, I'm not a 16-year-old girl. I'm much more. If we could just somehow wave a magic wand so everyone could experience this pure love energy that is at their core and the light and the wisdom it carries, then we would all be so free. I think self-knowledge like and it goes back to was it Socrates man know thyself find a way that works for you so you can experientially know the truth of what all the holy messengers have talked about and then you'll be free but if you don't unhook consciously daily regularly from the duality matrix and it's holographic movie You can't because you need to be silent. You need to withdraw. You need to sit with an open heart and an open mind and a longing that says, show me the truth of who I really am, way beyond this human construct. Show me the truth of all the teachings of all the holy ones that have ever walked this world. Let me be the the best version me that I can be so I walk through this world nourishing it. Stuff like that.
0: Thank you. That's so beautiful, Jasmine, this This hour went so fast, and I'm completely wrapped by everything Thank that you said. This isn't. Re- this is not about a body thing. This is about consciousness and spirit and connection. And it's. I'm. I'm just so grateful to have shared the space with you tonight. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You know, so many of our lightning brothers and sisters and the um, more refined civilizations, there's no food production. They don't need it. You know, they're just vibing in a way where something else is dominating their system. They're not living in duality. They're living in unity. Unity with what? Well, first, their own pure nature. We have descended. For a reason we are on earth now for a reason you know so can we make our ascension journey our up leveling journey one of joy and ease and grace why not
1: yep thank you so much
0: yeah thanks
1: thank Thank you you so much for being with us and uh i i gotta ask This was so good. Could we have you come back sometime and talk with us again?
2: I'd love to. I'd really love to come up and do a follow-up of questions because every time we allow our viewers to have questions, it triggers a lot of interesting data as well. You know, I've shared my experience. I've shared some of the research. But, you know, when people come together, like Darkroom, what I love is we come together and the group energy brings in more and more and more and I understand more too, you know, because people ask questions and answers flow through and I go, I haven't thought about it like that. So it's interesting what the group dynamic can do. And I'd love to come back and focus on that
1: perhaps. Let's let's do that. So thank you very much for being with us now. We gotta run the producer saying we're over time. so, So we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. And Thank you. Thank you, everyone.
1: For all of you out there watching.